ഓം ശ്രീ സായിറാം വെൽക്കം ടു ക്വസ്റ്റൻ ആൻഡ് ആൻസർ സെഷൻ വിച്ച് പാത്ത് ഷുഡ് വി ഫോളോ ടു ഡിവലപ്പ് ദി ഇന്നർ ബീയിങ് ടു റിയലൈസ് ദ ഇന്നർ ബീയിങ് ദാറ്റ് ഇസ് എ ക്വസ്റ്റൻ വിച്ച് പാത്ത് ഷുഡ് വി ഫോളോ ടു റിയലൈസ് and to experience the inner being a very good question indeed let us share few thoughts on this topic usually we go on desiring objects but never desiring our own self desiring objects has become very very common no one desires one's own self in fact we are not asking for things we are not asking for riches we are not asking for any objects of the world but we are concerned with the ultimate ultimate that is the inner being therefore we have no concern for these utilitarian objects those of us who are really after spiritual path and goals we ask for the inner being nothing like objects inner being we mean the pure being and to find it out we come in and we don't go out because the objective world objects want us to go out but the inner being demands us to get in to come in but often people ask this question who am i who am i merely asking won't do it is not enough if we just ask like that we have to penetrate deep into the question and on the way we have got to break all barriers and cross all hindrances and we have to work hard to see that our inner energy moves into dimension of the inner because the energy has been moving towards the outer till now it has to be diverted to move into the dimension of the inner another aspect is this ordinarily we are involved with others we want to know what others are doing how uh, they have been carrying on in other words we are involved with others but no one is involved with himself in other words searching for our own selves and then even if we ask and even if we want to penetrate break the barriers we take to sadhana for some time 
and give up. This is the tragedy. We are asked to continue giving no gap. We should continue persistently and insistently. Why? Because mind is cunning. If we stop in the middle, we cannot go back. Here is an example. We have got water here. Come on, heat it up. Well, until it transforms into vapor, the water is not completely over or exhausted. If you heat it and stop it in the middle, it goes back to its own state of water again. In other words, water heated must get transformed into vapor totally. Then there will be no water anymore. But if we stop in the middle, what happens? It will return back to its original state of water once again. It will fall back. That is the, our usual experience. Then how long should we continue this sadhana? Maybe the question. We should continue and continue to a point of no return. In other words, we don't fall back. We don't go back. Until then, we have to pursue. And in this process of meditation, if it goes deep enough, we feel less burden of the mind. Mind is burdensome, no doubt, very heavy. But a deep meditation will make it lesser and lesser. And then what happens? This deep meditation will help us to see that thoughts will become rare because till now thoughts have been rushing. Terrific way. Meditation will make them rare or slow down. Ultimately, thoughts will cease. And then what happens? Consciousness becomes clear, transparent, without thoughts, yes. Because thoughts have been moving like clouds continuously. But the meditation will help us to clear the clouds of thoughts once for all. Then at that stage, what do you expect? Whatever you need to think, you can think still. Even if thoughts are completely cleared, at that moment, if you want, you can still think. Then what is the difference then and now? Thoughts have been appearing constantly, frequently. By meditation, they have been slowed down and they ceased. At this stage, I can think if I really want to. Then what is the difference between this state and the earlier? In this state, you are the master of your thought. Yes, there is no doubt about it. 
because thought becomes an instrument to you now the thought is no longer an obsession thoughts are uh, have become a kind of obsession till now thoughts are an obsession without meditation let us understand that it is only meditation that will show us the correct way the more meditation goes deep and deeper the more will you become master of your own thoughts instead of being carried away by the thoughts it's time to be the master of your thoughts by this process of meditation then at that stage you can say stop the mind stops obeying you and when you say yes let me think let me have thoughts now yes they just appear they don't fall down therefore if you discontinue your sadhana in the middle the result is all that you have learned all that you have practiced till now are all washed out completely completely and now the meditation does not merely help in making our thoughts slow down and cease ultimately but meditation as it goes deep enough there will be less and less of desires leading to a state when there will be no more of desires when there are no desires there will be more and more of contentment in other words the contented contented consciousness evolves the contented consciousness evolves when there is contentment there will be contentment if there are no desires therefore desire and contentment are contraries contradictories so more desires more desires less content contentment less desire more contentment no desire absolute contentment see that and after all when we examine we come to know that desire is the movement of the mind of the mind when thoughts cease desires cease when desires cease thoughts cease so thought and desire work like this when thoughts stop there will be no more of desires when there is no desire there will be no thought it is a cyclic change moment because the thought and the desire both of them are movements after all therefore a non moving mind is quite at ease in itself a non moving moving mind is relaxed and centered unless this kind of non moving mind is achieved
energy cannot be transformed into a different dimension as i said earlier energy is flowing outer till now to make a change and take to a diversion a different dimension yes we need a non moving mind otherwise we are in bondage otherwise we are in bondage this is very emphatically declared in our upanishads there's one upanishad kaivalya upanishad kaivalya upanishad and it says this way you can know the divine hidden deep in the cave of your heart i repeat according to kaivalya upanishad you can know the divine hidden deep in the cave of your heart and now how you say that it is in the cave of my heart and you also say it is hidden well how am i to know and experience it there are two ways here one way is the path of sankhya the other is path of yoga path of sankhya and path of yoga let us think of these two paths for a while the path of sankhya in this path we will be more and more aware and we will be more and more a witness and we will not feel that we are a doer no so awareness and that witnessing experience and the non doership are the things that to, that would come to our experience when we take to path of sankhya sankhya yoga or path of sankhya so you can know the reality then hidden in the heart this sankhya path can also be called the path of knowledge the path of knowing or path of awareness and this awareness let us make this awareness a continuous process in whatsoever you do do it with an alert mind with an alert mind why should we say that most of the things we do unconsciously most of the things we do unaware unknowingly here upanishad says do it with an alert mind simple example when we are listening to a discourse there is a possibility of listening to a discourse falling asleep when we listen that way asleep what happens we hear words and not meaning no just words in that state consciousness will be absent but on the other hand when you try to listen alertly being alert i mean 
what happens not only words you know the meaning also the meaning can be heard when you are alert and being alert to what happens you are full of awareness with intensity of awareness with consciousness rather focused mind that is absolutely necessary and this alertness will make you conscious of what is going on or else just things happen without your consciousness rather unconsciously unaware state now some people use words words sankhya path meaning because it is a path of knowledge path of awareness so we have got ample words to make use of them yes but words don't carry any meaning well but those words are meaningful when you are alert otherwise words are only sounds merely a sound when you are not alert ears only hear that's all consciousness remains untouched consciousness remains untouched that's the point we have to uh, understand so in the first sense we have got to be alert whatever going on with full consciousness yes you know this what you do be alert of everything for example buddha buddha walks and you i you and i also walk but there's a difference between buddha's style buddha wake a buddha style or mode of walking that is there's lot of quality difference because each step of buddha is an alert step alert step he is fully alert of every step when he raises his leg he knows when he raises his hand he knows when he moves his head he knows meaning movement of the head or leg or hand are done in alertness in full awareness in full consciousness this is the path of sankhya or path of awareness or path of knowledge and so to have this no other means no methods no techniques are needed if you can practice only awareness in other words awareness is sufficient unto itself we don't need to resort to any other means no for example you are angry without knowing when the anger has come suddenly you start shouting you are very angry and you do not know when the anger has actually come sometimes you are violent violent 
without knowing when the violence has come at what moment you are angry at what moment you are violent that's the reason why we know many people say i can't say when i became angry i can't say when i was violent meaning things are happening in spite of yourself meaning you are not conscious that is the point therefore what does buddha say buddha says if you are angry close your eyes feel the anger and this anger is clouding you so you just see your own anger and how that anger is coming how that is arising how that anger is spreading and how it is going away going away dying evaporating in other words if you are watchful of your own anger it dies it evaporates so why why am i angry it is simply because anger needs identification when you identify naturally you are angry therefore in order to see not to be angry you should be conscious of what is happening because of identification you are not conscious of it so buddha says this way buddha says whatever you do unconsciously is a sin and whatever you do consciously is a virtue that's what buddha says that's all that could be said on this path of sankhya the path of knowledge awareness this one path to have the feeling and experience of the inner being as i said at the beginning a pure being yes by going in now now i come to the second path the path of yoga what is this path of yoga the path of yoga does not take you to awareness straight away no yoga shows only a path of means it suggests you methods and techniques it creates awareness it creates a situation to develop this awareness so yoga is not directly concerned with awareness it takes you to awareness ultimately through different techniques and methods take for example breathing exercise when you go on breathing heavily you know it is bhastrika bhastrika process of breathing by this bhastrika process of breathing heavily the energy goes up the energy moves upward and you also know there is one kundalini the energy contained at the 
at the bottom and by by the practice of kundalini it starts moving upward this is the path of yoga but there is also another method here in yoga what is that we go on singing that is yoga bhakti yoga why not because by singing is glory sankirtana it creates energy and naturally we have the experience of the awareness therefore the religious life is not only a mere experience but also creativity creativity and this religious life full of creativity expresses itself why how because it is energy flowing inward and when it expresses out when it is cognizable what happens it can create same thirst in others also that's why when we sit in bhajans when we see some devotee singing in all ecstasy in a blissful state full throated you are encouraged to sing likewise you are encouraged to sing in the same manner that's what creativity does that's what creativity does and why another example we find in chaitanya mahaprabhu krishna consciousness bhakta prabhupad hari krishna movement they go on dancing along the streets many of the cities i visited abroad we find these people dancing in ecstasy either singing kirtana or the dance it is infectious and this ecstasy goes to others also their hearts will be touched by that with the result there will be ripples of joy around you and the vibrations will start coming out and this way sending forth the positive spiritual vibrations you have served the world served the world there's no other way serve the world this way singing is glory sending forth positive vibrations therefore by this process what happens there'll be a mutation or a total change a transformation happens and you are lost forever and only the divine remains your lust therefore three words i would like to leave with you and conclude do what do i mean by that do meaning follow the sankhya path or follow a path of yoga do it and live meaning live consciously live with awareness live in full alertness and be and be divine experience the divine and be divine so do live and be are the three key words 
I would live with you. Thank you very much for your attention. Sairam.